everyone, and welcome to the GoTech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan. <laughs> We're going to have to, uh, yeah, they, they died this week. Just right off the top. There you go. Uh, I'm Evan. Um, I'm also sick. I, I'm not just ill because of tech. I'm, I'm dealing with uh, a little cold. Um, yeah. 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 Tech did not go and also died. Yep. Maybe one, podcast. Of, maybe one of the worst games I've ever watched. I mean, even getting blown out like 45 to three against Mississippi state a couple years ago was like, I mean, at least we kind of knew that we were outclassed in that game. You know, uh, I don't know. This game was just not fun to watch. <sighs> yeah. I, the, the weird thing is, is that we've seen this offense and the, the optimist in me, even halfway through the fourth quarter was thinking, okay, this is a two possession game. We've seen this offense score two possessions in 10 minutes. They could do it against a UTEP defense that yeah. that's pretty good, but shouldn't be as good as NC State. Yeah, last, and last game just we literally, it never happened. Yeah, last game. Like I said last week, we put up 210 yards of offense in the second or in the fourth quarter against NC State. And this is the same team that fucking scored three points against UTEP. I mean, look, UTEP's good, apparently. I, I guess their defense is good. But like, man, did we not show up to this game? Uh, all right, let me let me do this night or 30, 90, 60, however many seconds it ends up being. I don't know. I'm going to try it this we'll, week. We'll, we'll time it first and then we'll say however many seconds <laughs> it is. Yeah. Um, let me take a sip of my tea here real quick. All right. You timing me? All right. Yeah. Ready when you are. Okay. Right from the start, the Bulldogs look lost and lethargic as the Miners went 13 plays, 75 yards to score a touchdown right out of the gate. Uh, the offense then followed that up with a three and out, followed by a great punt return by UTEP. So four plays later, the Miners are at 14-0. Seems like we're in for a long one. Uh, Tech's next possession goes pretty well thanks to a short pass that Marcus Williams breaks for 50 yards. Uh, but Tech is unable to convert on a third and one and fourth and one. Same exact play run out of the shotgun to uh, Greg Garner and turns the ball over on downs deep in UTEP territory. UTEP drives deep into Tech territory and looks like it might be 21-0 soon, but then Tech forces a fumble. The Dogs drive again, but Barnes misses a 40-yard field goal wide left. Tech's defense finally makes a stop on UTEP's next possession, but then a great punt downs Tech at the 1, and guess what? We try to run from the shotgun with Greg Garner again, and UTEP's up 16-0 on a safety. Um, the ensuing drive, UTEP drives down to the Tech 36-yard line, but seemingly not content to beat the shit out of us, they fumble again. Tech drives down and actually converts their field goal this time, 16-3. Four straight three and outs in the first half. And uh, I'm kind of cheating here, but really the only thing of note in the second half is that Tech drove down to the UTEP 41 uh, and went for it on fourth and one and did not convert. We also forced another fumble, but then immediately threw a pick and Tech's last three possessions all down by 16 points ended in interceptions thrown by Austin Kendall, who looked off. So that's the end of my recap. Well, the 90-second recap, somehow you took 100 seconds. Oh, damn it. I, th I really thought I might have it there. Yeah. Disappointment. Not the first time I felt that feeling tonight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if this was your greatest source of disappointment, yeah, it would have been a much better night. If, if only my disappointment earlier had only lasted 100 seconds. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, go ahead. The way we usually do this is we talk about the bad stuff first to get it out of the way, then try to be optimistic, talk about the good stuff, and then kind of move forward from there. 
And so I guess we'll try that formula again, even though there's a lot of bad stuff to unpack here. But the last two words I believe you said in your recap was Austin Kendall. And honestly, this is the first time all season I felt like he goes in the bad category. And Oh, definitely. There's offensive line things to talk about here, too. But I think he, just him in general, this was a bad game from Kendall. Yeah, I mean... Uh- yeah, 14 for 28, 164 yards and three picks. No touchdowns, obviously. We didn't score a touchdown. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that that's awful. And, yes, the offensive line was also awful. But I noticed, and I said in our in our Facebook chat, that, you know, it felt like even when he did have time, he was off. And that may be because he wasn't expecting to have any time. But, goddamn, this... I mean, what is it with UTEP and just dominating our offensive line these past couple years? I I don't understand. But uh, yeah, Austin Kendall was not good in this game. And I don't know if it was just, I don't know what was happening in the fourth quarter. He was under throwing guys that were open and he had time. So I don't understand. Like, is he hurt? Uh, That's kind of the first thing that came to my mind was like, maybe he's not all there tonight, but man, just brutal to watch. The whole offense, really. I mean, the the bad category definitely harps more on the offense. We put up 278 yards, um, three for 12 on on third down, 0 for 2 on fourth down. Um, you know, God, just, you know, 92 yards on the ground. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I, I don't know. We we were not there. Um, this game sucked, basically. Um, I actually thought the run game was all right. It wasn't great, but when we're down, you don't really need to lean on it as heavily anymore. You have to pass the ball. But Marcus Williams averaging six yards a a carry, even though that's only on seven carries of the longest 16, he had a pretty good night when, okay, I'm going into good already, so let's let's back up before, because there's a lot more bad things to complain about. But yeah, the offensive line, we saw some issues with NC State a couple weeks ago and how they were able to overpower us in ways that we hadn't seen before this year. And I want to go back and watch some tape, and we'll see if I ever actually do this. I'm curious if UTEP did anything that they saw from that NC State tape, uh, or if they just have guys that match up well against us, or if our offensive line never got off the plane. I don't know. But for some reason, our offensive line, which started out as a huge strength to start the year, these last two games just haven't been. Well, I'll tell you what, that dude, um, not not the one that we pointed out, praise Amahule or whatever, but the other guy, number 11, um, which ESPN doesn't have the defensive stats yet, but um, I don't remember his name, but I mean, he was just completely dominant. Um, so both of their defensive ends had great nights in the pass rush specifically. And yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, you can't really do anything when you're getting beat like that. and at first, you know, we had schemed around and that 50 yard play to uh, Marcus Williams was like a, hey, they're going to blitz from the edge. So let's, you know, do a swing pass to Marcus Williams and see what he can do. But then they they corrected for that later in the game because we tried it on that first drive of the third quarter and, and nothing happened. So, I mean, the other thing I want to point out here is uh in the bad section is you know last week i gave a pretty or two weeks ago i guess gave a pretty impassioned defense of skip's play calling in the nc state game because i felt like people were frustrated that we lost and the first thing you blame is the coach and his play calling but like it didn't add up then 
But in this case, I mean, I specifically pointed out in that recap three times that we ran from the shotgun on like four, third and half a yard and fourth and half a yard or from inside our own fucking end zone. And we were getting blown up on the offensive line. So like, I, I know going under center is not really our thing, but like, look, man, <laughs> it didn't work the first three times we tried it. Why did we try it again? You know? And then, you know, the, the fourth and one. Oh yeah. Which was after the big bone one. Yeah. It was the big bone one. And it was after I thought Greg Garner clearly picked up that first down. I don't know if you disagree, but they spotted the ball about a half yard short. And instead of challenging or instead of arguing with the ref, Skip's just like, all right, fine, we'll we'll run our play, which I get that. Like, you only have 25 seconds on the play clock or whatever, so you kind of have to just make your decision and, and go with it. But then you call, you know, the, the toss sweep to the side when, again, our offensive line has been getting, or it wasn't a toss sweep, it was a big bone, you know, run. There's a, a runoff tackle. A stretch run, yeah. Instead of just trying to run it straight up the gut, even even a quarterback sneak probably would have worked there. Because you're talking about a half a yard. So, I mean, if you can't trust your offensive line to, to run in the A-gap on a play like that, how are you going to trust them to to get, you know, enough push to, to have a guy run like 17 yards to get a half a yard? I don't understand. So, and and yeah, it's easy for and us we, to... And we've seen that before, just like that play in particular. Yeah. Sorry to cut off no, go the, ahead. Yeah. <laughs> your overarching point. But that play in particular, we've seen other times this year. And I don't have every single instance in front of me, but I don't think it ever works. The big bone runoff tackle like that, the sweet play to the right side. We've seen it two or three other times this year, and it feels like every time it doesn't work. I'm really thinking if a genie gives me three wishes, one of my wishes will be to take that play out of the playbook. It just doesn't work. Right. And I think that the reason why the big bone is so successful is that you have two lead blockers and the defense doesn't know which guys are going to be the blockers and which guy is going to get the ball. And so that really works when you add the five offensive linemen plus two lead blockers. If you only need one yard or a half a yard, like that's seven hats you're putting on however many dudes the defense puts up there. Whereas on a stretch play, you're talking you got your two lead blockers and like the tackle against, you know, three, four linebackers. So it's a much more even distribution of... uh of talent there. And again, like we were not, we were getting dominated in the trenches, especially on the offensive side of the ball. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know how to talk about how bad this game was. Cause it was just, you know, the offense specifically just never had it and we moved the ball. Okay. But then we would get into a fourth and one situation and be like, we think our guys can beat your guys, you know, hat on a hat, we're going to we're going to push and get the yard. And that just wasn't true. It was very clear from the first drive that that was not true tonight. Right. So, like, yeah, call something different on fourth and one. Call a call a play action pass or something to, to, to catch him off guard. And now normally that's the kind of shit that people tweet at at us and are like, oh, skip fire, skip bad play calling. But like clearly tonight, our guys were not going to get you that one yard push. And that was just true the whole night. And yet, you know three, four times we tried to do that. And it, it was, it was never an option, you know? Yeah. And the, the putting plays together at times, I think is something that kind of irked me a little from this game. Cause we showed glimpses of the team that we've seen in previous weeks. We would have three or four plays in a row where we were hitting, we were going, and then there'd be a end of quarter timeout 
or an injured player in a yeah. timeout. And it felt like whenever there was a break in the action, all of a sudden, whatever momentum we had just got zeroed out. And it's great to feed off of momentum. But if you're not able to come out of a timeout and not throw an interception, something is seriously wrong. Or, or and this is something I glazed over real quick in my recap, but, um, you know, we're down 19 to three and we have a great punt which you jokingly said was the play of the game, but it actually no, might it, have been the play of the is. game if this had played out differently. 71-yard punt. Yeah, 71-yard punt downed at the five-yard line. Absolutely the play UTEP of the game. UTEP is just going to run the ball up the gut three times, um, but on, on third and nine from the five, they run, and the guy just fumbles. And Tech recovers at the five-yard line. You know, this is at the very beginning of the fourth quarter, so there's still a lot of time in this game. And then I didn't see this, but I guess what happened on this personal foul call? Tech got called for a personal foul. What what was it? Yeah, so there's a fumble on the play that UTEP gives up. Everyone's diving for the ball. It happens. Uh, one of the big no-nos when it comes to those piles is you're not allowed to pull players off. Like only the referees are able to do that. Like you can't go in if you're a Bulldog and just pick up a UTEP player and throw them out of the pile kind of thing. It's to keep it fights yeah. from breaking out and it's a sportsmanship thing and um tyler grubbs goes in and pretty obviously pulls out a utep player utep player then pushes him down to the ground which the rule in football is it's not the action it's the reaction that gets you penalized but whatever that didn't happen yeah, here see that's what i but, saw i saw one of their guys like like pushing one of our guys after so i thought the flag was that and of course with this broadcast we had no idea what the refs were saying about anything so um, all of a sudden, yeah. you know, Tex got the ball at the at the 20 yard line instead of the five. And so and so then Tech, you know, first and 10 from the 20 instead of from the five yard line, which, OK, I mean, if you told me on that third and nine that we'd get the ball at the 20, I'd, I'd have taken that. Right. But it's yeah. certainly not the same as first and goal from the five. I don't think we ever had first and goal in this game. Um, and so, you know, a couple uh, we get a short run and then a or a short pass and then a short run, um, which is negated by a fucking holding penalty. Um, so all of a sudden it's second and 15. And then Austin Kendall throws the first of his three picks. Um, so not only do we not get the ball at first and goal from the five, we don't get anything on this possession, you know, with 13 minutes left in the fourth quarter, that would have completely changed the game. Um, I, by the way, I don't think we ever had a first and goal. You're right. We did have a first and 10 from the 11, and that's the drive that ended in the field goal. Yeah, which Austin Kendall had a running lane to probably get in the end zone and and didn't take it. But um, he threw what should have been an interception, probably hit the guy right in the hands. But um, I, I don't know, man. Just like, you know, everything seemed to be going against Tech. And I mean, I guess to to transition into the good like even when the defense showed up and started getting takeaways and stopping utep from scoring any points really for the i mean they scored those they scored on their first two drives and then they scored five points the rest of the game and two of those points were tech's offense being a nightmare so yeah which is not on the tech defense at all right exactly so the defense gave up three points in the second in the Let's see. After the six minute mark of the first quarter, the defense gave up three points and Louisiana Tech's offense could not score enough to even make it 
you know, the one possession game that we've all been joking about, right? Like, I really thought near by the end that Tech was going to hit the touchdown, make the two-point conversion to make it a one-possession game again, and then right. that would just be the end of the would, game. Yeah, that would be it. But um, and, and also, that, that one field goal that the defense allows in the second half, the only points the defense allow in the second half, uh, comes pretty early on, about, well, just over halfway through the third quarter. And actually, I guess the field goal goes through at the end of the third quarter. But they only give up 35 yards. It's because Tech goes for it on fourth down, doesn't get it, and UTEP takes over at their own 41-yard line, only drives to Tech's 24. I mean, if a defense gives up 35 yards on possession, that seems like a pretty good defensive stop. And so that's, I think, more on the offense than the defense, that we even gave up the three points in the second half. Yeah. And and our defense, I mean, you certainly don't want to give up 385 yards um, to UTEP, but, like, I mean... They did their fucking jobs. They got four turnovers. And I think four of those turnovers came before Tech even had a turnover. Maybe? Am I where where is I don't have to check. Yeah, all four, all four UTEP turnovers. So yeah. we were leading the turnover battle four to nothing. And then we threw three picks to end the game. And now it never really felt like those picks were like, you know, the only one that felt like it kept us from coming back was the second one in the end zone, which was, um, you know, tech tech had the ball first and 10 at the UTEP 11. Um, so I guess that happened twice for the UTEP 11 and, uh, and UTEP intercepts the pass and it was just a bad throw. I mean, Austin Kendall just, you know, for whatever reason, especially in that second half, you just didn't have it. And, uh, like you said earlier, it was the first time we've really seen that, but anyway, we're talking about the good. Uh, the defense did enough to to keep us in this game. And even though it never really felt like there was hope, like the defense kept it to where you're like, oh, wait, it's still only it's still only 16 to three right now. It's still only 19 to three. Like, you know, crazier things have happened. And the announcers even said that with like a minute and a half left, like tech has seen crazier <laughs> things than this. And I was like, I don't know if we've seen crazier things than a 16 point comeback when we've only scored three points, you know, but uh, yeah. I mean, I, but I get it at the same time. Yeah. We've seen some crazy end-of-game shenanigans, and this time that crazy end-of-game sh- shenanigans happened to be Austin Kendall not even not able to tell which jerseys were his own. Yeah. Um, it just, it. I don't want to harp on him too much. It's one game. Yeah. We wouldn't have those two wins probably <laughs> on the year with our one of the wins, I guess, actually. Wait a second. He didn't play against North Texas, so. Yeah. Um, but I... He, I want to say everyone's allowed to have one bad game and maybe that's baseball brain thinking for me a little bit where, okay, you play 162 games in a year or, or whatever you're allowed to, to have some bad games in there. But in football, when you get 12, yeah, this particularly stinks. And that's one of the things that, that sucks about this game is that we've seen how good this team is and they just weren't that tonight. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it completely two nights ago because this I'm not editing this tonight. Right, it completely changes the you know the feel for this season. Right, I mean you know last week we were like, hey man, it's possible that we could run the table. Like UTSA has had some rough games and UAB's had some rough games. Well, yeah, both of them came out. You know what they did to shit teams they played today? They fucking shut them out. They play they they won forty five to nothing and and thirty four to nothing against Rice and Southern Miss. So like, look, UTEP hasn't played them yet either. So maybe UTEP is great and they'll win the conference. Who fucking knows? But, you know, we came out and 
we just we weren't ready to play. We we did not. The offense was awful. The defense was fine, as we just talked about. But I mean, it changes the way that this season kind of looks from here now. Like, where are we getting the next four wins that we need to even be bowl eligible at six and six? You know, that's kind of like where my head is at in pessimism mode now. We've got UTSA next week for homecoming. We got Old Dominion, who, by the way, put up more points should, against UTEP than we did. Um, but should be, I mean, UTEP or ODU, Rice, and Southern Miss look like the winnable games right now. They're like, if we're going to I get to agree. six wins, those, yeah, and we need one more is the yeah, issue. Yeah. So we got to beat Charlotte or UAB or UTSA to get to bowl eligibility if we take care of business against the other three teams on the schedule. And we sure as hell didn't do that tonight. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. Like, if the team that that lost to NC State shows up, dude, we could still win all these games. But that team did not fucking show up tonight. I don't know what te- this was the 2020 team that showed up tonight. Like, ah, man, I don't even know what to think. Like, how how are we supposed to, like, think that we have a chance against UTSA next weekend, you know? And I guess we'll we'll talk about that on our next episode. But like, man, it's not looking good. Not looking good yeah, at all. I'm I'm really hoping this is our. 2014 Northwestern State loss moment where the yeah. team is much better than they played that night. They can rally around that loss. It can be a a point of emphasis is like, hey, look, we haven't lost a UTEP since when was it like 1935 or something like they said at that very end of that game. No, UTEP won in 2004. Okay, so they only the second loss since 1939 to UTEP. Yeah. I mean, use it as a rallying cry, use it to kind of turn things around, but you don't have much time to do that because UTSA is next week. Like I said in our chat, and maybe this is my final thought, I don't, I, do you want to jump into final thoughts or obviously we already answered the... Yeah, we haven't answered the question. We can do final thoughts. Still need to pick a player of the game, but... <laughs> Jesus, who do we pick as a player of the game? I mean, I know who I'm picking as a player of the game. All so right. I can buy you, you some time while we do this. You go Cesar ahead, Barajas, yeah. it's the punter. Five punts averaging 50.8 yards per punt, the long of 71. Yeah, the wind helped at times. But when the defense was holding firm and the offense wasn't, you needed the punter to flip the field and give the defense enough room to allow 35 yards and not give up points. And Brahas did that regularly in this game. He wasn't perfect, but outside of him, I don't see a lot of uh, guys to point to. Yeah, I mean... I guess I'm going to go with Trey Baldwin. Uh, the defensive stats just got put onto ESPN. He had 12, 12 tackles, eight solo tackles. Um, I don't know who had all of the forced fumbles right now. I do you remember any of who had those? Uh, I know that uh, number 17 had the first one. Uh, Roger Calhoun had the first one. Yeah, he did. I think that. Yeah, but I'm going to give it to Baldwin. I mean, he was all over the place on the defense, especially. In that second half, he had some key, um, you know, tackles right at the line of scrimmage. And, you know, after those first two drives, it looked like it was going to be a shootout. And then the defense clamped down and, and really didn't let them do much the whole rest of the night. And when they did get yards, I mean, Tech forced four turnovers, right? So I don't know. It's it was a frustrating game. And, um, you know, did Tech go, did Tech die? We already answered. They absolutely did not go. They also died. Um, this is what we're talking about, right? We're not talking about losing 34 to 27 on the road in a ranked ACC stadium, right? Like, that's not that's not dying. 
that they went in that game, right? They didn't win. At least me. I don't know. I guess there's disagreement out there and, you know, let us know what you think. But, like, this is what I'm fucking talking about. The team didn't fucking show up in this game. So they did not go. That's what that means, right? The offense was awful all night. Even when UTEP repeatedly gave us chances to get into the game, the offense was awful. They did not go. And they also died. Um, I don't know if you have any other thoughts about the question. Yeah, I mean, this is as clear cut yeah. as an answer to the question. This is the the dictionary definition. A picture of this game is, if you look is up right Hotel, there in the text. die in Webster's. This is, this is what yeah, happens. Exactly right here is what this is. <sighs> But for for my final thoughts on this game is really it just this team is too good to be this bad. Yeah. Like that's what keeps getting played over and over in my head. We've seen this team compete against ranked NC State. We've seen this team compete against Mississippi State, blow a lead to them, which is almost even worse. We saw them blow out Mississippi State if you take only the first three quarters. Yep. Um, <laughs> we saw this team against North Texas and they were bad after the first few minutes, but you can write that off as not having Kendall in that game, but Kendall was in this game. It just, this is maybe also the definition of the baffling conference loss, or at least I hope so. Cause I hope we look back at it at the end of the season and say how baffling it is yeah. that we lost to UTEP. That we just didn't show up. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah, I would love I, to look back on this and, and think that. And the fact that we gave up three and a half sacks to Dradian Taylor, a guy who had three sacks, and his career, his two-year or a year-and-a-half career leading into this game, uh, he only had 11 tackles going into tonight. He had six, including three-and-a-half sacks. Yep. Just, you can also tell that I also looked at ESPN stats as they refreshed with the defensive stats as we were recording this podcast. <laughs> it just, this team, I want to say was bad, but every English teacher I've ever had is telling me to use a, a different word for bad, but... I think you could use any of them. This team was atrocious. This team awful. was just downright awful. Abysmal. Abysmal. Let's see. A synonym. Bad. <laughs> this team was inferior. They were second rate. They were unsatisfactory. I could keep oh, yeah, going. Definitely. But just, it sucks because we saw in 2014, sorry, 2013, when Skip Holtz first took over, uh, we knew what we were getting that year. That team was bad. And we expected them to be bad that year. Mm -hmm. Once the season got going, we saw, okay, this is a bad team. They're figuring things out. We'll still root for them. We'll still hope they win these games. We will hope we may limp into bowl eligibility. And we, it turns out we didn't, but like we weren't expecting the world, but from this team, it just, it sucks because we know how good they can be. We've seen how good they can be. And then in a game that should be a pretty easy dub, they do this. And or it just least, or at sucks. least a game where you're supposed to be competitive you're favored on the road by six right so it's not we didn't allow any we allowed three points in the second half to utep but we, we talked about the other yeah. teams that like blew out their rivals or held them scoreless or whatever i don't care if we give up zero or 14 if we score 45 right so to me this game shouldn't have been anywhere near this close it shouldn't have been a 16 point game it sure as hell shouldn't have been us on the losing side of it yeah with this team that we've seen this so far, this this isn't a tech superiority thing. This is just based on what we've seen from the Bulldog team in 2021. Well, it shouldn't and, have been like this. That and I mean, it is kind of like it's fucking UTEP, right? And UTEP hasn't beat us 
in the Skip Holtz era, they haven't. And yeah, they've been awful. And this year they're apparently not. But like, this isn't like they've been rebuilt. This isn't your rice thing, right? Like your rice thing is based on, okay, they, they're starting to look a little better in these areas. So they could, I could see them making a jump forward, right? UTEP was awful last year and the year before that and the year before that. And they loaded up in the transfer transfer portal, I guess. But like, I don't don't know. I think my final thoughts are, you know, this, this is especially bad because, you know, what we were using to, you know, kind of as the measuring stick of the season and the goal of the season is let's win the conference title, the elusive conference title. And, you know, we start off one to know without Kendall, like you said, and like I said last week on the preview show, Hey, I'm excited to see what Austin Kendall can do against the conference USA defense. Um, well, <laughs> it was this, well, <laughs> a 16 quarterback rating. Uh, yeah. Now maybe this is the, the best defense in conference USA, but UTSA and UAB got good defenses too. So I don't know that I'm as excited for next week as I was, uh, you know, last Thursday when the, when the show came out, but, um, you know, the, the road forward now, yeah, if you run the table, you have a shot to, to get in the conference title game, but you still would need help potentially. I mean, if you run the table, you're beating UTSA and UAB, but you need somebody to beat UTEP for you. Right. And and that's a weird sentence to say, <laughs> um, but like it, it doesn't even feel remotely possible at this moment, you know, at 1247 AM Sunday morning, um, after, after central this loss. time. Yeah. Central time. Sorry, Nathan. Um, <laughs> trying to wrap up here, but, uh, but you know, I, I think, I think what the most frustrating thing is, is, you know, you said the 2013 season, we were expecting to be a bad team and that's true. And this year coming in, we weren't expecting much at all. We were expecting to be kind of, you know, middle of the pack, like not really contending. Like we as homers, right. Are like, yeah, we have a shot to win the West and, and go to the title game. But like, we didn't know what to make of the running backs. We didn't know what to make of the offensive line. Then we have those first five games, which Skip Holtz has dubbed the quote preseason because we're trying things out, which look, I'll defend Skip till I'm blue in the face, but that was a stupid fucking thing to say because all of these games count, right? Like it, we don't have preseason in college football. So like, don't say stuff like that because you need to like, especially as like a defense for losing at the last second, like that's not a good place to, when, when I'm trying to defend you, right, as the head coach, and then you say something like that, it's like, what are you talking about? Like, you now you're saying you didn't take these games seriously? Like, I, I don't understand. But anyway, I, I kind of lost my train of thought there. My point is, it's just, it's tough because we didn't have expectations coming into the season to be like nine and three. But then after that run of close losses to great teams, SMU is six and oh right now, right? Mississippi State um, beat Texas A&M who beat Bama, right? Like, like these are close losses to great teams. NC State beat Clemson. And then we come out and do this in our quote, quote unquote, first regular season game, according to Coach Holtz, like or first one with your quarterback. What what the what the fuck? Right. Like that. That's kind of the reaction. What the fuck? And I don't make that the title of the episode. Yeah, I, I'm not sure how much that explosive tag. <laughs> gains us in terms of titling but yeah i mean this really should be just called what the fuck because Uh, that's the feeling that's my final thought what the fuck (laughs) yeah 
Uh, yeah. Buy our shirts. <laughs> there you go. Buy our shirts. GTPDB.dog slash shop. Yeah. Uh, frustrating. Yeah, that that does wrap it up for this episode <laughs> of the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at G-O-T-C-H-P-L-S-D-N-T-D-I-E. Or head to our shop, like Evan just said. Please do that. And the contest stuff. Usually, you provide an update on the yeah. I don't the recap as well. It, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna take me some time to grade this one because I'm fucking mad about the game. So, um, yeah, we'll we'll see about that on the next episode. Yeah, the next episode we'll probably have a guest on to preview the UTSA game. Huh? Um, huh? Oh, I just that... coughed. Sorry. Oh. It sounded like a, a surprised gasp, like I was pulling the rug out from under you. That we were going to ask How someone. How dare on you to... invite someone on this podcast, <laughs> sir? <laughs> Especially not someone named probably. I haven't actually talked to him yet. Taco Joseph. Um, Jocko Jose, but still. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that will come out later this week. But until then, go ahead, head to our website, read what's there, do the contest, buy some shirts, have some fun. You need it. You deserve it after this week for this episode. Until next time, I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. And go tech. Please don't die next time. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Also, uh, but before, into- before before we go. Can I just, I know the people that are doing this on Twitter are probably not listeners of the show or, and, and they definitely don't get our stick, but like, my God, when you put the slash S Nathan <laughs> on a tweet and people still don't understand that you're being sarcastic about driving to UTEP because it's one state over, I can't tell you the, like, I got like seven responses all day today of people being like. Oh, well, you've clearly never driven across Texas. <laughs> Motherfucker, first of all, you have. You've made the literal bus yeah. ride from Ruston to El Paso. Yeah, was it 2014 when the, the basketball tournament thing, was yeah. in El Paso? Uh, the band and cheerleaders got on a bus from Ruston, rode it all the way to El Paso My overnight, God. got out, played a bunch of basketball games. Well, I guess we played at them, luckily. I mean, Result would have been the same. We wouldn't have won the tourney either way. And then rode the bus back. Yeah, I've done the trip. It sucks. I recognize the fact. It was, it was a, a joke. joke. Our whole Twitter existence is a fucking joke. Anyway. Our whole existence is a fucking joke. <laughs> <laughs>